0: All right, welcome to another edition of Revealing the Diamond. I'm your host, Tiago Prem Singh. Those of you who are watching on the YouTube, thanks for being here. If you're listening to the audio version of the podcast and you have not yet checked out the live, it happens on Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m. Pacific time. You go to YouTube.com backslash Tiago Prem Singh. You can see it there. Also doing it on the Instagram platform. Um, If you're watching on Instagram and you want the better sound and you want, I mean, minus myself being muted. Those of you are hearing the podcast here. uh, We opened up with. With this like grand beginning that nobody could hear on YouTube because I'm learning new tools as you as those of you who have been tuning in know. Uh, so that's kind of funny, but the sound is definitely superior uh, on YouTube. So if you're if you feel called, jump over there, check it out. The link is in my link tree on Instagram if you're watching there and check it out. But if it's easier to be on your phone and you prefer that, uh, we're doing it across multi platforms, and then you can also listen to it on uh, the podcast, which comes out on Fridays. If you're unfamiliar with the podcast, it's called Revealing the Diamond, something that I've been doing for a few years now. And uh, it's taken many different shapes and forms, um, but it's a great way to connect with people globally. One of my favorite experiences that I had around the podcast was uh, I was in airport security. Y'all remember when we used to go to airports and travel? Those were the days. Anyhow, I was in airport security. I was with my family, and I was talking to my partner or talking to our daughter. And somebody stopped me after the security line, and not not to send me into secondary, but to say, um, "Hey, are you Tiaga Prem?" And I was like, uh, "Yeah." And then they were they said, "Oh, I recognize your voice. I listened to your podcast. I wanted to just say thank you for." Uh, your service and for the work that you do. That was pretty cool, like to be recognized by your voice. I mean, for me, that was a pretty cool experience um, and that somebody would can recognize me just from hearing my voice. So there's a little uh, thing, you know, and those of you who are out there and you're like feeling called to step a little more into the digital realm, whether you're a yoga teacher or a life coach or, or a creator, uh, an artist, whatever it might be, Uh, I highly recommend you just step out, you know, like look at me. I mean, I didn't know anything about cameras or depth of field. I have some experience with audio equipment because of my time as a DJ and that kind of thing. But other than that, you know, you just, if you have a a mission in this life, a calling in this life, uh, this is a great way to connect with people and, you know, just step into the arena. If you have a phone, if you have a you want to make a podcast if you want to be more creative in how you interact with social media. I mean, a lot of people talking about how social media has control over them. And I always rely on uh, my punk rock ethos as like one of the foundations in my life. And and the great Jello Biafra, love him or hate him. Some people, you know, he, he's very, what do you want to say about Jello Biafra? He's very opinionated and he's very brash. Um, but he was an influence on me growing up. And he has a great saying where he says, don't fear the media, be the media. And I feel that way about social media. And I know that, that there's work that, to, to share, especially around recovery. And so I, I decided that what I was going to do is I was going to start up a, a live version of the podcast. We we're going to call it My Recovery Journey. We we're going to do it on uh, Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m. Pacific time and I would tell my story, and I thought, oh, it'll probably take one or two episodes to complete, and it took five episodes, and we could have gone longer, but I want to save some of the details because we have a book that's going to come out. Uh, This year, I'm working on the book. Uh, Still haven't quite got the title for it yet, but stay tuned for that. If you have any ideas, please do let me know. yeah, so, you know, it, it's been really therapeutic to go through these episodes and then when we finished those 5 episodes, um I just wanted to talk about recovery and talk about why it's important to me and what it is A- and hear from you about like why is recovery important to you and what does it mean and and what have been your struggles and what has been the strength and wisdom that has supported you and So I would really love these Wednesday mornings to turn into a conversation. Last week we had some people on and we were engaged in some comments and questions and it's a new venture so I just encourage anyone who is a fan of the Revealing the Diamond or Dharma Temple or or the work that we do to just jump in and get involved uh, in these conversations and Uh, If you want to even go further into the conversations, I recommend becoming a member of the Truth Seekers Union. And I'll just pop it up on the screen there for those of you who are watching on the YouTube. Uh, So when COVID started with the lockdowns and everything, we had to close down uh, our center here in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, where I live. And it was a a thriving community, spiritual healing center. Um, When we started it, there was yoga and meditation, but there was other things, ritual and music, and a very creative community, recovery aspect to the community and we weren't able to gather in the same capacity and and we were on a month-to-month lease so we made the business decision to close uh, the center and just see what happens and so when that happened i started to put some attention into online and i wasn't really sure what to do like was it going to be yoga classes was it meditation was it a recovery circle and i was trying to you know brainstorm all the while i was processing the grief of uh, one of our teachers yogi bhajan and had come to light that he is not who he said he was uh, that he was a man in deep pain and uh, caused a lot of harm for people who put trust in him um, and which is so unfortunate and i felt betrayed and hurt and you can go back and listen to the previous episodes and hear more about that um but I was processing that. I had a couple of friends pass away. I was processing the grief of losing the center. I was white knuckling it to uh, stay sober under the amount of pressure that I was feeling. My daughter was home from school. There was a pandemic. I mean, it was intense. And so it was hard to know, like, what should we put out and how can, how can I connect with the people who uh, have really been a part of this work as we've moved along? And so I tried some different things. I tried, as I mentioned, yoga classes, meditation classes, recovery circle. And the, and the more I sort of delved and had to learn how to work the audio and the cameras and the lights and all of those things. And, and the more I did that, the more I realized, like, yes, yoga has been a big part of my healing. And yes, meditation has been a big part of my healing and recovery has been and a spiritual practice and Uh, family support and all all of the things um, mentoring and being mentored and uh, I sort of recognize that it's been a holistic approach to recovery that has really benefited me and so how do I share that with people like how do I I I mean I talked to a lot of people who are like oh yeah oh that's so interesting to my mom like your son who was this like criminal uh (laughs) shithead for lack of a better term growing up you know just really like my poor mother I can't even imagine what it would have been like to be a parent to me uh, growing up but people who knew me back then saying to her like look at where uh, your son is now how did he do it like I have a child that's really struggling with addiction or uh, really in a lot of trouble or suicidal or whatever their issues may be Do you think that um, he would be open to talking to them? And then it's kind of like, oh, yeah, well, you could go to his yoga class. It's like, yeah, that sounds cool, but maybe they don't want to go to a yoga class. Maybe they think that it's a fitness thing and maybe they don't, you know, or, you know, they maybe they see a guy in a turban and then they think, oh, it's religious. I don't want that. And then, you know, they don't see all of my... (laughs) tattoos and uh, you know there's other aspects of myself yeah good morning on instagram give me a wave if you're uh feeling this and let me know where you're watching from that would be great and you can also do that on the youtube platform um you know like i'm just a sort of a a mishmash of things and and the mishmash of things ha- has been how i uh, have healed my life and I'm still healing it's a it's a process morning Kelsey thanks for being on here thanks for the wave um, yeah it's a process and and it's integrated and it's holistic and things are going to change hey from Alberta yeah thank you for tuning in what's the is it cold in Alberta right now let me know how it's going where you're at Um, anyhow you know it's so it's like many different aspects have been supportive for me and my healing and also many different aspects of living uh, are are how I like to share that you know I've heard from multiple people that Okay. Sorry. I'm just, I got like multiple texts coming in at the same time. Windy, but mild. Hey, Kira, nice to see you on here, sister. Anybody who wants to jump over on the YouTube, you can always head over uh, to the link on my uh, link tree and you can head over to the YouTube. You get a little better quality up to you. So anyhow, um, yeah, it's this, and it's kind of a challenging thing, like to, to have all of these different practices and figure out like, I was talking to a a client this week and I was saying like, you know, there are things about my personal practices that really support me uh, to be healed and to feel held and seen and to change some of the negative habits in my life. And then there are aspects of those practices that really like I'm not interested in like dogma, that kind of thing. And then there are also aspects of it that I could take it or leave it and maybe some of those take it or leave it things for like to say for my partner, like maybe there's room for compromise in those things and how do you navigate that? And I guess, you know, one thing that's been coming up a lot is it's about vision and what's your vision and then the vision behind it will allow you to, to look at all of these things and how you can serve and how you can heal. And so we created, and, and let's, let's hold that thought and go back into that a little bit more. But for now, uh, with the True Seekers Union, the idea was, like, let's create something that's sort of like a spiritual support group. And we're going to gather once a week, and it's going to be 7 p.m. on Wednesday nights, Pacific Time, and we're going to talk about a topic for a month like a virtue, you know, like compassion or we're working on vision right now, which is kind of why it's in my mind frame. And it'll be a conversation and I'll direct and guide the conversation, but everybody will be engaged and we'll share stories and we'll be in small groups and we'll really commit to seeing each other's point of view and different ways uh, uh, that we have found effective healing in our own personal life. And, you know, It's been incredible. It's only been, we're on the third module right now. And um, I'm, I'm really thankful for it. It's making a lot of sense. And there are ways to connect where you just, you know, you just do the Wednesday call and that's good. Or you do the Wednesday call and you also get a a yoga practice and a meditation practice and there's a little more uh, connection with your daily routines and and you have access to a digital manual that's updated every week. Or you go the route of, you know, even more support and you do one-on-one recovery counseling, spiritual counseling with myself and you attend the meetings. And that has been so beneficial. And so if that sounds like something that you would be interested in, uh, please do check out tr- truthseekersunion.ca, become a member. That lower level, and when I say lower level, just means like that limited access, enough to connect with the call, just 19 bucks Canadian a month. You know, it's not, if you think about that, that's four calls. Um a week and so that's less than five dollars a week to be a part of this incredible community and um it's been amazing i'm really thankful so shout out to all the true seekers union peeps out there and uh you know if you're feeling called please do check that out just checking on a comment here on the youtube vision totally it's feeling like a time to be the alchemist of our own future the past year has taught us to be present to create from our center from the present Yeah, vision is huge, right? And it's kind of a funny time, like for creating vision, because we go like we're following the Gregorian calendar. And where I live, you know, it's winter and it's gray, and you feel just like hiding under your blankets and staying inside. But at the same time, you're there's like social pressure to set new uh, intentions, and um, you know, that may not work for you, and that's all right. But it is a great time with that going inward to get clear on your vision. And I'm definitely feeling that. And a lot of the clients that I've been working with are feeling that as well. Like, like, give me a shout out if you're watching on Instagram or if you're watching on the YouTube. Give me a shout out if you've been feeling like you spent a lot of time over the last little while, whether it's the last six months, year, couple of years, where you've had you've had a lot of energy to do work. And you've spent a lot of time doing work, going through the daily motions, ticking the boxes, staying afloat, whatever it might be. And you've been doing that work, but a lot of that busy work has not necessarily been uh, efficient or fully um, in support of your vision give me a give me a comment or a, a note, um, either on the YouTube or on Instagram. Um, or if you're listening on the podcast, please feel free to email me, tiagaprem at Dharmatemple.com, And just let me know, like, how has it been for you? Have you been busy doing stuff? Has it been in support of your vision? Maybe it's been, maybe you've been doing stuff and it's been in support of your vision, and you can give us a clue as to, you know, how we can uh, step up. Um, in in the way we support our vision. And step up doesn't necessarily mean do more. It really depends. Uh, Kelsey's saying 100%. Yeah. So it is a time to get clear on our vision. And and here's the thing for me, even though those of you who know me and who've been watching, you know it's like, like I said at the start of this, it's like I have a lot of different aspects of my life that support me in my recovery. You know, it's like um, plant-based diet, I I do my best to uh, keep up on the plant-based tip. Uh, Sometimes I waver into the vegetarian territory, and I do my best to eat plants and eat from, you know, sustainable sources and from farmers that I know. I try my best. Um, My partner will attest to, like, I love comfort food. So I try and keep a program where it's, like, Sunday night. That's my time to, like, have that comfort food meal and then, and then, you know, not be too rigid during the week, but uh, be conscious that I want to take good care of this body that I live in and take care of this planet, this earth that my body is made of. So that's something that's important to me, but I'm not perfect at it. You know, like I'm always amazed at what, you know, people who can just be so steady in that. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm patient with myself and, um, I just do my best. So that's one of the things I do. Uh, listening to music, like all kinds of music. I love positive hardcore music, hardcore punk rock, fast, aggressive, like screaming along while I do the dishes. That really motivates me. I love morning meditation. Wai Guruji Khalsa, Guruji Kifate. Shout out to, is it Mr. M5? No, I'm not sure. Mr. M Singh? Is it Mr. M Singh? Let me know if I'm pronouncing pronouncing that right. Shout out. Yes. Happy Guru Parabh. I'll touch a little bit about that today too. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, and I get up in the morning and I do my meditations and I do some yoga and I love walking and there's like all of these different, uh, aspects of my life. I got the right. Okay, good. I got the right pronounce pronunciation on the name. Um, yeah so what the point of saying that is that like i got a lot of varied interests and maybe you can relate like a lot of people out there you had a lot of different interests in your life i found it challenging at times where you have a lot of different interests in your life i found it challenging to really commit to something and and then with not really committing to something doing a lot of different things sometimes feeling lost in having all of these interests anybody relate to that give me a shout out in the comments uh, and let me know now I'm, I'm starting to figure something out though here is that one thing is is that i've always known that i wanted to be someone who shared spiritual knowledge who was a motivational teacher um you know i always wanted to be i always wanted to be a teacher of spiritual matters like when I was a kid I shared this in the earlier uh, episodes I would get this uh, uncle of mine he's not a blood uncle but a family uncle I would get him to take me to the museum anybody from Alberta out there I know some of y'all said you were watching from Alberta y'all been to the Glenbow Museum before I grew up in in Calgary when I was a kid and I would get my uncle to take me to the Glenbow Museum and so that I could look at all the Buddhist statues and read all of the stories of the buddha and the hilarious thing is that i was also hung up on like being a cool guy and so i'd be downtown and there'd be like a lot of like you know my punk rock friends and, and train hopper kids and graffiti kids and that kind of thing and i i was not confident in my uh interest in these you know buddhist teachings and so i would go with my uncle and then i would kind of like Play in disguise, just in case I saw a friend, and I didn't want anyone to see me at the museum. It's so bizarre. Like that is some deep rooted stuff there, and I've been working through that my whole life, and I'm still that person. You know, it's like I love being a, a Sikh. I love the teachings of the Guru. I love like today is Guru Prab and we're honoring our connection to. Hey, nice to see you on here, Wholesome Edge. Nice to see you, Angle. Um, Love you too, sister. Yeah, so you know, it, I've always like, oh yeah, Guru Prab, Guru Prab. So we are honoring uh, Guru Gobind Singh Ji, and um, he was the fa- the father is the father of the Khalsa So when used to be with turbans and and uh, you know little um, ceremonial uh, kirpans and that kind of thing comes from the Khalsa and. I feel really deeply connected to this tradition, to Guru Nanak and to Guru Gobind Singh Ji. And I love that it's, you know, music is the primary devotional practice. Service is another one of the primary devotional practices. And it's really spoken deeply to me for whatever reason. I didn't grow up a Sikh. I didn't... um, you know, where did it come from? Like just to feel so deeply connected and it's been a support system in my recovery. And so I keep going back to it, but there's this, I have this like discomfort around some of the things that are like, when it starts to feel a little bit like I'm not doing a good enough job. And if I'm feeling like I'm not doing a good enough job, it starts to interfere with the devotional side of the practice. And I'm recognizing that this is a part of who I am. And it's I can have a unique relationship to it. And my relationship to it, the important um, place that I'm moving from, is this place of vision. Like, what's your mission in this life? And the more I've been open about my journey in recovery, the more I realize, like, I want to support people who have struggled with addiction, who or who are struggling with addiction, and I want to support people who have felt like you know what they do is not good enough, or they don't deserve to be loved, or they you know are dealing with codependency, or they've just a long list of multiple uh, conditions that have caused us to lose sight of our vision. You know, I heard Madonna say once that she knew that she was either going to be a nun um, or a rock star. And I can relate to that. And, you know, I I try and be one or the other. And you all have heard this from listening to the podcast. It's like, oh, I'm going to be really spiritual and I don't want to be connected to the music that inspires me and I better cover up. My tattoos and i better like hunker down and and really get serious about learning gurmukhi and and you know whatever it might be learning the history of the gurus and and i and i love those things i love those aspects of my life but if i go into them to the point where i'm becoming really rigid You know, and I've done this with yoga, too. Like, I've got to get up at the time and do the practice and do the... And all of a sudden, I'm so wrapped up in doing a good job that I lose sight of why I'm doing it in the first place. And then I'll I'll pull away from it. Like, oh... I don't like the rigidity of that and it's about me it's not it's not about anything else because the reality is is that if I could make peace with my vision then I'm just going to do the things that connect me with that love and that devotion and I also want to be clear here that you know feeling the rigidity and going on and off practice and coming in and out in my personal opinion is part of the journey you know I wouldn't have the wisdom uh, to know like what my vision is and and to really experience it unfolding if I didn't fall on and off the paths the path of my life and learn to stay connected to my vision can anybody relate to that out there you know like are are, do you find yourself doing things because you feel like you're supposed to Um, you know your culture says you should your parents say you should your partner says you should you're the Whatever demographic you fall into, the type of music that you listen to says you should, whatever it might be. And I've been really, yes, sacred interiors says they can relate. Um, I've noticed in my own personal life that, you know, that, that having m- many practices that appear to be different, that really like the the growth comes from a connection to vision. Like, why are you doing this? And I think I mentioned last week on the show, I was saying, like, it starts with who are you? Like, who am I in relationship to this? Who am I in relationship to Sikki? Who am I in relationship to Christianity? Who am I in relationship to the hardcore music scene? Who am I in relationship to being a father? Who am I in relationship to my partner? Who am I in relationship to drugs and alcohol? Who am I... You know, it's like really looking at that. And then it's not instant. You know, you don't answer that question in an instant. It, it It's an unfolding. It's a pilgrimage to the inner self And then it's cool because as you make the pilgrimage to the inner self, you start to recognize that some part of you has known all along who you are. And the unfolding part is just moving through whatever it is. This is the karmas part, I guess, like going through the lessons in your life that make you more aware of who you are. You know? And even. Like some of the, here's an example. I don't know if we talked about this last week. Can't recall. But um, oh, let's hold that thought. I know where I'm going to go with this. I just want to read this comment that just came up uh, on the YouTube. I find myself judging or shaming myself for not doing it right. But it's so awesome to realize we each have our own way. Every human, each program is a guideline, not a rule. Hundred percent, totally. And maybe you can, thank you so much for your share. Maybe you can relate to to my experience. I can definitely relate to yours. I see you and I hear you. Um, and that is, you know, it's like, oh, I'm not doing it right. And so I'm going to abandon it altogether. And then when I abandon it altogether or try to abandon it altogether, I'm ignoring the aspects of it that were really supporting me at the same time, it's kind of like like I was saying, there are some aspects of the different, you know, guides, to use your words, the guidelines, some aspects to the guidelines that are in such total support of my healing and such total support of the way that I show up for other people's healing are in such total support in, of my creativity, my sense of agency, my my um, drive to show up as an activist to really care and and look out for the well-being of all you know and, and those aspects of the guideline are so amazing like you, you could even say that about recovery right and then there are aspects about it that just like they don't fit right like they're and, and i'm and i keep like trying to do the thing that doesn't fit right and then when it doesn't fit right i go ah just throw the whole thing away and i'll move on that is addictive behavior I'm starting to realize, right? It's like the the addict says, I want it all right now. Oh, you're feeling pain and discomfort right now? You don't like what that person said about you? You don't like that experience? You don't like this thing that you have to go through? You don't like that argument that you just had? You don't like you know, the pressure of what's happening in the world around you? Okay, let's change it instantly. Let's not feel it. Because if we feel it and we go through the process, it's going to take some time. And and for many of us, like I, I wrote about the stress cycle this week on Instagram, um, for many of us, we don't even recognize that there is a stress cycle to go through in the first place. We just go, "Oops, don't want to feel this. And so, you know, what do you do about that? Well, you can instantly feel different if you drink. I mean, you know in the moment, it's going to carry with it a shadow, especially if you have a drinking problem or whatever the thing is that you do, you know, just don't do any of the tasks that are associated with your vision. Just scroll, uh, Instagram all day, you know, and then, and then when you realize that you're doing that and you go, okay, well, I don't, I'm, I'm done with Instagram, get it out of here, or I'm done with, uh, recovery or I'm done with the spiritual practice and we throw everything away well we're we're more dynamic than that it's not all or nothing that's the reality and so you know on a day like today when we are celebrating Guru Parab, like for me it's a reminder that I'm so grateful for Sikhi and for uh, Guru Gobind Singh Ji and the 10 gurus and the people have supported me in my pilgrimages to Punjab and for you know how wonderful it is for my brain and my spirit to learn gurmukhi and you know and and then anything that's really dogmatic and and harsh you know whether it's people judging the way that i practice or whether it's you know uh, if i'm not keeping the rules properly or i'm not fully there yet i'm not going to throw it away just because i'm having a moment of discomfort Same thing with recovery. That's what used to happen to me, right? Things would get hard on the path of recovery and I'd be like, oh, this is too hard. It's easier just to drink and then I would fall back in. But you start to realize over time if if you're creating an integrated holistic lifestyle where you're able to sit with the pain, just sit with it and then from sitting with it, start to learn to move through the stress cycle. You know, you're feeling it Okay. I'm not going to hang on to this. I'm going to feel it. I'm going to learn to move it. I'm going to create a new relationship with the stress or with the addiction. And you're going to make mistakes and <clears throat> excuse me, you're going to make mistakes and you're going to feel lost at times. But can we learn to not just throw everything out because we're experiencing a moment of discomfort? And this is where pace comes in. I talk those of you who are regular clients of me, you hear this one a lot pace is huge and in some ways like being connected to the Sikh teachings and you can really this can apply to any aspect of your life you know the purpose of this is not you should be a Sikh or you should you know I have some primary areas in my life like I was mentioning that are influential in me and it's like Sikhi Buddhist teachings um, environmentalism and veganism or plant-based living positive hardcore music, you know, songwriting, playing guitar. Uh, I love great songwriters of all genres. Like these are some major things that support me in my recovery. And, um, you know, and you're going to have a different variety that supports you. And, And so where we're going with this is to, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. And that's hard for an addict because I don't know how to pace myself. I've had to learn that. And having a spiritual practice has helped me with that. But I was sort of set up to fail in some ways by the tradition that I learned about Sikhi from. Because when I came to Siki from Kundalini Yoga, it was sort of expected right out of the gate that you wake up at four in the morning, you grow your hair, you take a gold shower, you learn Gurmukhi, you do, and, and then when people come up against that, they go there there's usually a cut co- two responses well they come in different forms but two primary responses and one is like okay i'm gonna do that and then when you can't do it you feel like you're not good enough and then in not feeling good enough you're easily easily manipulated which is what we got into trouble with in our community or you go yeah uh I'm not doing all that stuff. So that's weird. I'm out. Or I'll just dabble a little bit in it, but I don't want to get so far into it, you know, that it gets confusing or, you know what I mean? Like there's a resistance, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Just trying to adjust this mic here. Started to, started to attack me. (laughs) Um, so here's the thing that's problematic about that is that, it's meant to be a slow thing. It's not because it's a lot. You know, change the way you look. Change the way you wake up. Like same with recovery. You know, instant recovery, it doesn't exist. Instant siki it doesn't exist. You know, these are things that are important to me. Instant self-awareness, it doesn't exist. There's a pace component. And the pace component is for an addict is like, what's that? You know, I, I was reminiscing while I was working on the new book and thinking about like some of the first addict- addiction that I noticed looking back is like we would have trick-or-treating, you know, on Halloween. Y'all love Halloween? I love Halloween. It's one of my favorite times of the year. Give, give a comment below or, or in the chat if you love Halloween. What's your favorite thing to dress up as for Halloween or, or favorite scary movie? Any fellow scary movie fans out there? Um, I love watching this Swedish film called "Let the Right One In." Uh, it's great. It is a lot, a lot. LOL. <clears throat> so, anyways, <clears throat> excuse me. Yes, are you talking about Siki? The the what? How to practice? Let me know uh, what what you're referring to when you say it's a lot. Um, I've learned to love Halloween. Do not like scary movies. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to touch on that, why I like scary movies. Bring me back if I forget, okay? Anybody out there? Let the Right One In is so good. Yeah, that's a great movie. I highly recommend it. So so anyhow, where I wanted to, to go with that is noticing when I was a kid that I was, um, my sister could make her Halloween candy last for like a really long time, like a really long time, and mine would be gone like the next day. I would just like crush the bag of candies as far as growth. Mm. I would just crush the whole bag, you know, and, and I, I, it's like I couldn't stop and I would have the, the best of intentions, like I'm going to make this bag of candy last and then I would eat it in like two days. And then I would find myself stealing candy from my sister because I wanted the sweetness. That's addictive behavior. It started, you know, a long time ago. And to undo years and years and years of that addictive behavior, really what we're doing is we're learning to pace ourselves. And that is a tall order. And in my experience, it needs some, you know, there are five primary pillars. I've got a free course that's coming out here. Um, It's going to launch on February 8th. And it's free. Anybody can join and you get you get the five pillars in your email. So if you're interested in learning what those five pillars are, uh, just go on um, if you go on my Instagram and go to the link tree, uh, you'll find a link to that. And I'll also put the link here uh, after the show, if you're watching on YouTube, how you can access this course. But it's just five days, Monday to Friday. Each day you get a different pillar and an exercise to explore. So but one of those pillars is pace learning to go slow, one day at a time, one foot in front of the other. And that's one of the beautiful things that I've received from Siki. And, and then it's one of the other challenging things where it's been you know imposed. And, and maybe you've had this experience in whatever your spiritual tradition is, where it's like, you should be able to do all of these things right now. And if you can't, then you're not good enough. And people will tell you that. Oh, you're not a good good Sikh. I had the same thing in uh, punk rock when I was growing up in punk rock. Oh, you listen to that? Like I had, I had that was coming at me from all angles growing up. You know, it was like you can't. I loved, uh, my friends would break dance and I did like graffiti a lot. So I would do graffiti as a young kid. And then I was also into hardcore. And then some of my hip hop friends said, you couldn't be into punk rock. And my punk rock friends, said you can be into hip hop. And I love basketball and I love skateboarding and some, you know, it's gotten better since then, but this is just, it's not about anybody else. It's about me listening to that. Like what, why would you listen to that? You know, it's like, I love my. I love getting tattooed. I love hardcore music. I love Sikh. I love getting in the morning, getting up in the morning, and doing my prayers. I love you know the Sikhs that I visited with. I love going to Punjab and learning about my gurus and and the tradition, you know. But for somebody to say like, oh, you know, you, you know, whatever it is, like I, I was noticing somebody online who's a fashion blogger, and and she was saying, um. You know, she is Punjabi and uh, Sikh and her main thing is influencing people through fashion. And there's people attacking her because she trims her hair on, on her Instagram. Like, what the heck? What's the point of that? And usually when we're we're out there pointing fingers and judging people is because we've lost sight of our own vision and we've fallen into that busyness that I was talking about earlier. And so we're using our life force energy to tell everybody what they're doing wrong. And it's a waste of life force energy. You know what I mean? Like you have all of this life force energy inside of you. Is it serving your vision? And if your vision is to tell everybody how they're doing a shitty job, like, you know, what? What? That's your vision? Like lift lift people up. Oh, yeah, you're practicing a spiritual practice that really supports you? What's that like? Tell me about it. Tell me about your struggles. Tell me about your your triumphs, your strength, and your wisdom. But, you know, don't don't come pointing fingers and telling people that they're doing a bad job. Life is hard enough as it is. I don't know. That's my feeling. Anybody got any feeling feelings on that? You know, I want to be respectful and and honor the tradition of which I'm a part of, but I also know that like the the infinite wisdom, the inner knower, the guru, you know, like Nanak taught us, is in everything. It permeates everything. It's everywhere. And so the work is to notice that. So it's like. Play guitar. Hey, NY Virtuoso. Those of you who are on Instagram, if you all don't follow NY Virtuoso, please go and follow NY Virtuoso right now. Uh, What a beautiful voice uh, they have and what beautiful songs. Um, That's like such an uplifting part of my Instagram experience. So thank you NY Virtuoso for uh, all the music. I really appreciate that. So I was going to tell you uh, some of y'all about the scary movie thing. And you think, oh, this spiritual person likes scary movies. What's that about? Well, here's the deal. I think about things uh, as energy um, more so than I think about like in, in the sense of duality. Like is it right or wrong to like scary movies? This is just an example. And I've noticed in my own life is like I'm talking about, I go... I'm, I'm operating in duality in this world of good and bad right and wrong this and that and it's a lot because I have an inner like I said my vision in this life is to help people heal to heal myself and to help other people heal from um, repeated patterns that are harmful for themselves and for the world. And then so people go oh well but you'd like to watch a horror movie now and then well i don't watch them all the time because then that would be uh, problematic however i do notice that i have the capacity to go into depressed states and so i try and stay in the light stay in the light stay in the light do a good job be a good seek be a good person be nice to everybody i try i try try i try and then i end up exhausted and then I go into this dark depressed state and that dark depressed state is a dangerous place for a person that struggles with recovery. And if I just keep pushing, like ignoring, ignoring the suffering, ignoring the suffering, it's going to end up showing up on the surface and it's going to be problematic. Great content. Paji, keep up the good work. Time for my Ray Ah, uh, Beautiful. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you, brother. Why Guruji Kakalsa? Why Guruji Um. So, I've learned that I can listen to some really sad music or uh, like really powerful, potent music, or like, you know, I can transmute the energy by going into it and feeling it. You know, and some people may say, oh, you shouldn't do that. Well, I've learned from experience that it really works for me. So, so I guess the challenge for me in the past was, is that, oh, somebody said that I shouldn't be doing that, and maybe they're right, and maybe that is a disconnect from my vision, and then falling into that th- cycle of thinking is pushing me further away from the vision. And I say I said it once, and I'll say it again, when Guru Nanak, he has this beautiful teaching where he says that the path of dharma is thinner than a hair and sharper than a razor, and when you hear that, the part of you that wants to be approved by others goes, oh, I better do more. I better do a better job. I better step into, you know. But really what he's saying is that you're going to come in and out. You're going to fall and get up. You're going to, and, and that whole process is dharma. That whole process is recovery. You know, every time that I've had a relapse, that I have fallen, that I got drunk and hurt somebody, that I made a harmful decision in my life is here in support of my recovery right now. I'm thankful for it. I've gotten to the point where I can be thankful for that because I'm working with pace through this capacity to sit with the things that I don't want to sit with. And I am not perfect at it. I got a long, long way to go. But I am seeing progress. And the progress is is that I recognize what my vision is. I want to, to heal and to help others heal from negative patterns that they keep repeating in their life, aka addiction. And I want to support all of us, to recover from that. And I have had multiple experiences that can help me to do that. And and, and I want to know about your experiences. This isn't a one-sided thing. And, and can I do that without, without dumbing down or watering down the aspects that are really meaningful to me because it would make other people uncomfortable if I didn't, uh-uh. But also without falling into the rigidity of like, if you don't do it that way, you're doing a bad job, uh-uh. But from a place of like, okay, I'm connected to my vision. What is it that is happening in my life that is really supporting that vision coming to life? What's nourishing it? What's nurturing it? And then that way, if people are in opposition, which they will be, you know, oh, you can't do it that way. Don't do it that way. That's not allowed. You can't do the thing. It doesn't really matter that much because the connection to the vision is what's directing It's what's guiding. And so are you going to hit rocky waters? Yes. Are you going to make mistakes? Yep. Thankful for them. Are you going to be doing things one way and then realize you don't want to do it that way? Yes. Are you going to be doing things one way and then think, oh, I don't want to be doing it this way and then realize, oh, I made a mistake. I'm going to go back to that. Yes. Yes. That's the process. And there's no instant. There's no instant recovery. It's a pilgrimage to the shrine of the temple, golden temple within you. And you get to change and you get to make mistakes, you know. But a connection to vision is essential. And that's what we're talking about in True Seekers this week. Those of you who are members, you know, we're talking about stress. Stress and its relationship to vision. That's huge, isn't it? Like we, stress is necessary. Just checking a comment here from, uh, from Kira on YouTube. I feel like I'm witnessing many people react to their triggers of insecurity and getting defensive when we could just live and let live. If we shut others down, is it because we do it to ourselves? Great question. What do y'all think? People of Instagram, do you think, uh, do you think, uh, we shut uh, if we shut others down, is it because we do it to ourselves? Weigh in on that one. I think there's definitely truth to that, Kira. Very wise words. Very wise words. Here's a question for you as we come uh, to the tail end of our show. What's your vision? What's your vision in this life? Why why are you why are you here? What are you working on? You know, what's your mission? Le- drop it in the comments if you know, if you don't know, that's all right. You know, what What do you do or even like what do you do on a regular basis that supports you to stay connected to your vision? This is huge. It's huge, my friends. You know, it's like, what do you want to do for a living? That's not the point of life, contrary to uh, popular belief. What are you here to create it's in you like it's, you know, and there are, there's going to be aspects of your life that you're going to choose, whether they make sense to other people or not. If they're in support of your vision, you're just going to do them, you know, and that doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Like talk about my folks in recovery, you know about this. It's like, what? You don't drink? Like, why not? Just have a drink. Come on. Oh, you don't take drugs? Well, like, why not? Come on, do do the thing. Oh, you, you know, you're vegan. Oh, why don't you just have the, you know? It's like it's going to come from from all areas. And these are just opportunities for you to learn to stand strong and steady in your vision. Opportunities to cultivate that vision. But, you know, we've got we've got to make a conscious effort to nurture the vision and bring it forward so that we can have those opportunities. And it's going there anyway. So don't feel like, oh, I don't know my vision and life's just going to beat me down and that's the end of it. You know, it's not that all of the struggle is leading you home all of the missteps are bringing you to your vision it's all it's all part of it in my experience so get you know give yourself a bit of a break and just know like even if you can't see the light of hope right now there's a part of you that knows it's in everyone the the wisdom of the infinite one the inner knower it's in everything the question is: Are we paying attention? Are we really listening? You know, and and the way that you approach it may be different. Your the way that you practice recovery may be different. You know, I, I love Gabor Mate. Shout out to Gabor Mate. Those of you who uh, love his work, just let me know. Leave a comment. Have you read any of his books? In the realm of hungry ghosts is a great one. Um, you know, they they revoked his medical license because he was. You know, help looking at psychedelics and how that could help people with um, heroin addiction, and then it's like, oh well, you know, you can't use one drug to treat another drug. Well, at what point are we going? What are drugs, and what? How have we demonized plants? And the war against drugs? How did we demonize people who had learning disabilities? You know, that's where I think addiction is a learning disability. We weren't taught about addiction we weren't taught about pace we weren't taught about uh deep reverence for you know whatever it might be and and you know they took away his medical license even though he was helping a lot of people with drug problems so everybody's going to have a unique relationship to it and it's sort of like really what we're talking about is pain becoming so self-aware that you know that it's like i keep doing this thing and it is just not for me and everybody's saying, oh, but it's for everybody. Like, you know, it's this, it's it's Friday. Have some beers with your buddies. You're a man. Have some beers. Watch the football game. Have some beers. Hit the beach. Have some beers. And inside you're going, I don't like who I am when I have beers. I get into trouble. I act like an asshole. I hurt everybody. But it's supposed to be fun. So I guess I'll just go along with it. You know, and that's not an excuse. You have the ability to say, but the pressure is intense. And I don't know about you, but it's taken some time for me personally to be like, yeah, that's not for me. And the way that I practice siki and the way that I practice recovery is different than other people. And there's going to be critics of that. But we can support each other and see each other. For taking a stand for what is important to us. And I, I believe personally, and this is what we've done with Truth Seekers Union, is I believe that we there's a way for us to practice the things we practice differently and be in conversation about the through lines that connect us without honing in on, well, you don't do what I do and so your way is wrong. And it's easier when somebody has a similar path. But what if they have a completely different path? What do we do? And then you look at my, like, look at your vision. I look at my vision. My vision is to heal myself and to heal other people that are dealing with harmful patterns in their life that are creating negative results and they want to recover from them. That's a universal thing. We're all going to have a unique relationship to it. Gabriel Mate, yes he has a wonderful approach to understanding and healing addiction totally so you know we're coming we're coming to the end of the show here um, I just want to thank everybody for tuning in and for watching and for listening I want to let you know that we have a recovery circle that is going to start on Monday um it's free anyone can join i will put the link for the uh on the youtube and i'll also put the link down below on the youtube and i'll also put the link in my link tree on instagram so anybody can join uh it's at 7 p.m pacific we're starting next week and uh so if that's something you feel called to please do join and also uh truth seekers union because support is so key, you know, to have social support, like-minded people um, is definitely key on the path of recovery. And yeah, I hope today was insightful. I definitely had some insights. I would encourage you to really look at your vision, like why you do what you do. And um, if you're not sure what your vision is, then just take some time and explore it. Take a little time in meditation, write down like, what am I good at? What am I passionate about? What do I not want to do? What do I feel? You know, whatever it is, just like write and write and explore and really get to know yourself and get clear on your vision. And uh, if you could use extra support, there's always True Seekers Union. Just head to trueseekersunion.ca, join in. And I think that weekly call, just getting on on a call for an hour and talking about, you know, our vision and how we're cultivating it, and from different viewpoints like you know some people are Sikhs and some people are in recovery and some people are yogis and some people are parents and some people are whatever you know and, and we can all meet together so I don't know what uh, what went on with the inauguration this morning with uh, Joe Biden and everything like that I was getting set up for this call so let's hope that there is going to be uh, a time of peace in the United States let's pray for a time of healing for uh, for everyone, for this planet, for each other, and you know, let's let's commit to connecting to our vision, and to living out our mission fully, and to be having the courage to do it in a way that maybe hasn't been done before, in a way that is unique, um, from a benevolent place, you know, from a respectful place, but not from a place of oh, I really, I really want to be respectful and so I'm going to hide who I am in order to make other people comfortable. Uh-uh, not that. Let's not do that. <laughs> Let's trust our inner vision to the point where even if it's something that it hasn't been uh, seen before, like that's the beauty of vision. It may be something new and it's being birthed through you and it's valid. And there are aspects that have been done before that may support you and celebrate them, you know. And and if other people are finding it hard to celebrate them, that's an opportunity for, for growth for you. And maybe, you know, maybe they have incarnated in this life to teach you about how you can bring your vision to life even more in the face of adversity in the face of stress, in the face of pressure. What's your vision? I'll leave you with that for this week. want to give a shout out to our sponsors. I was just getting used to uh, playing the new... Theme music for uh, revealing the diamond. Pretty stoked about all the things I'm learning and how to do them and how to make it look good. Um, if you love what we do, please do share our content, share the podcast, share the YouTube, YouTube.com/backslash Tiago Pram Singh, uh, share the share our posts on Instagram, whatever it may be. We definitely appreciate all the love and support and also want to say shout out to our sponsors thank you seed apparel for being a sponsor of the show for years we really appreciate you uh, check them out at Seed on instagram or the seedstore.ca minds die minds die is amazing they make uh, hand-dyed fabrics and products like uh, shirts and kimonos and they're going to make the backdrop for where we teach the yoga so we've got that going on if you miss doing yoga with me, I'm going to do Kundalini University, that's Guru Singh's platform, on Tuesday nights. That's going to start in February. So stay tuned for that. Nice to be doing some work with Guru Singh again. And uh, Recovery Circle Monday, um, also going to start doing some live Saturday mornings. How's 10 a.m. Saturday mornings? Anybody? Does that sound good to anybody for 10 a.m. doing the live on uh YouTube. I want to have some conversations with some of the people that inspire me, and we'll also put that out as a podcast uh, as well. So 10 a.m., let me know if that works in the comments below. So lots to look forward to. And then last but not least, one-on-one, I'm telling you, for me, that's where I've grown the most, working with my mentors, working with my counselors. Um, If that's something that speaks to you, where we can really dive deep into the work that you're doing, make a commitment, reach out, talk to me about it. I would love to hear from you. And I'm so thankful for you all. Thank you. Big shout out to Kira for all of the shares. That's been uh, really beautiful. If you're listening to this, please, uh, please note that you can come on live on Wednesday mornings and share. Thank you. Um, How do I say this? Jamie Doss? J M J M am not sure but let me know how to say your handle thank you so much for uh being here thanks for she says thanks for speaking and sharing thank you for listening and receiving for seeing me that really means a lot thank you friendly neighborhood yogi for being here um thanks everybody uh it's a, a true honor to continue to share this work and we'll see you next week right here on my recovery journey and Revealing the Diamond, I'm Tiago Prem Singh, signing off, and we'll see you in the True Seekers Union tonight at 7 p.m. Pacific. Love you. Bless.